stories reveal the heart of God for sinners, like the triplet of parables found in Luke 15. With the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, we see God's heart to bring sinners home to Himself. And to demonstrate His great love for sinners, God gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could become His sons and daughters by faith. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study Luke 15. We are living in a world of change. I mean, everything's changing. Culture, society, the mores of society, uh, expectations. I mean, so many things are changing. Technology, uh, just individually, personally, life changes. Your body changes. Family changes. Circumstances change. We're living in a world of change. But I want to tell you today that some things never change. Uh, Look, truth endures to all generations. So, So truth uh, crosses the generational bounds, uh, crosses the cultural divide. Some things never change. It's like Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, saying there's no new thing under the sun. No, it's what has been is now. Some things don't change. We return today to this amazing story of the prodigal, the lost boy in Luke chapter number 15, And I want to show you today some things that are just always true. (laughs) They don't change. Let's walk through it. Verse number 11, Jesus said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. So the key word here is father. He, He gives us a glimpse, first of all, of this father. Here's one thing that never changes. The father is always giving. The father here is a picture of our our good and gracious God who is so kind to us. We don't deserve it, but he is. Look, some people have the idea that God's trying to take something from them. Friend, could I just remind you we're the takers and he's the giver? In fact, the first words this boy says to his father is, give me. Listen to the selfishness in that, the self-centeredness in that. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. The Bible says he divided into them his living. Do you know that expression, his living, literally means his life? He gave his very life. That's who our God is. At creation, he put his very life in us. At Calvary, he gave his very life for us. Think of how much God has given you. And by the way, this father's giving at the beginning of the story, and he'll be giving at the end of the story. Isn't that interesting? And uh, we are such takers, and he is such a giver. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Don't miss this truth that the Father is always giving. Here's a second thing I've learned. Some things never change. Listen to verse 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. So in verse 12, we see the father, and in verse 13, we see the far country. Not only is it true that the father is always giving, I want to tell you today that the far country is always farther than you think it is. (laughs) I don't know where he went. I don't know how far away from home he got. I'm sure he's trying to get as far away from daddy as possible. 
But I want you to know the far country is always farther from home than you think it is. Sin separates. The greatest divide is a spiritual divide. Here is a young man who had it all, and now he's going to lose it all. May I just ask you a question today? How far from God are you going to go? How long are you going to stay in the far country? Uh, Why are you running today from the Lord? The Bible says in this verse, verse 13, that he gathered all together. He had it all together. Friend, when you think you have it all together, you're coming apart at the seams. When you think you have everything you need, but it's without God, I want you to know you're missing the most important thing of all. By the way, uh, the, the word prodigal is not in the passage. We call this the prodigal son, but it's not in the passage. But it comes from this verse where it says he wasted his substance with riotous living. Literally, recklessly extravagant. That's what the prodigal is. Look, you can live recklessly extravagant if you want to, but in your recklessness, in your extravagance, you're missing all of the beauty and bounty that God has for you. There's a key word here. It says he wasted it. You're either going to waste your life or you're going to invest your life, but you can't do both. You're either going to waste it on yourself or invest it in the Lord. You're either going to waste it on today or invest it in eternity, and you've got to choose. The Father is always giving. The far country is always farther than you think it is. And let's add another truth, verse 14. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. So in verse 12, we see the Father. In verse 13, we see the far country. In verse 14, we see the famine. And what do we learn? As surely as the Father's always giving and the far country's always farther than you think it is, the famine always comes. In the end, you run out of your resources. In the end, you spend it all. It's all gone, all your plans, all your hopes, all your dreams. When a life is not given to God, it never ends well. And so God allows the famine to come. I want to say thank God for the famine. You think of the famine as being awful, but the famine here is God's gift. It was God's message to this boy. It was his wake-up call. In the famine, you realize that your greatest need is not food. It's the Father. You realize that your greatest hunger is for Him. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they should be filled. It's not something you need today. It's someone. You need the Lord and this is glorious. This boy comes to the end of himself. He really does. I mean, he's, he hits rock bottom. But I want to tell you that the end of you is the beginning of him. So when you hit the wall, God opens a door of grace and mercy. The famine's not the end of this story. The famine is the means by which this boy is being brought home. So some things never change. The father's always giving. The far country's always farther than you think. The famine always comes. Let's give another one today. The field of husk is always worse than the fatted calf. (laughs) Listen to verse 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Look at him sitting in that field, surrounded by a bunch of pigs. And what's he eating on? The Bible said husks. Literally, the, the husk of the fruit of the carob tree, uh, the, the swine have eaten all the meat out of it, all of the, the kernel out of it. All that's left now is just the husk of it all. Now, at his daddy's house, there's a fatted calf. We'll get to that. But I want you to know, 
what sin gives is always worse than what God gives. What God gives is fullness. What sin gives is emptiness. Do you see the father and the far country and the famine and the field? I'm telling you, some things never change. And don't miss this. The Bible says no man gave to him. Look, friend, no man can fill the emptiness only God can fill. Nobody can do for you what only Jesus can do for you. The psalmist cried out in Psalm 142, verse number 4, no man cared for my soul. Maybe that's where you are today. You think nobody cares, and you realize nobody can help. I want you to know God cares, and the Lord will help you. If you'll look to him, your father's watching for you today. May I give you this one little footnote? Not only is it true that the Father is always giving and the far country is always farther than you think and the famine always comes and the field of husk is always worse than the fatted calf, but don't miss this. The first step home is always the hardest. Verse 17 says, when he came to himself. May the Lord grant that today and bring us all to the end of ourself so that he can bring us back home. The only time in Scripture when God is in a hurry is when He is pursuing sinners. Thank God for His heart for us and may many more sinners come home to Him. Each week, Scott works to provide helpful resources for you. And one of those resources is his weekly devotional articles on a wide array of subjects, from helps to the family, current events and trends, daily Christian living, and much more. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and subscribe to the newsletter so that these helpful resources will come straight to your inbox. We are grateful to have you join us each week, and may God bless you today as you enjoy the journey.